Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We are back at this thing and we are going to encourage ourselves and get into some people's mess. We're coming to you from the Undressing Room podcast. It's presented by Macy's. This week, um, it's a lot of Kellys in the news. Mm. R. Kelly has been found guilty on all charges. Uh, mm-hmm. That has been in the news for quite some while. This trial has been very lengthy. We'll let you know what's going on with that. And then another Kelly, Kelly Price. We gotta figure out what's going on with her. Her name has been in the news, and that's not usual. And then another story we've been following: Miss Gabby Petito and toxic relationships. We have to unpack all of that. That's right. And we also have executive producer Christian Keys to talk about his new BET series. And I think, I think that that's your BET series too, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, well- that was cute. I like that. That's right. All the Queen's <laughs> men. We are excited to talk to him. And for our final question to address, this happened. Have whatever you want to have, but have the means to have it. What are you going to do for decades and decades on end trying to figure out to decorate your home? What school do the kids go to? What sports do they play? What's more important? Yeah, man. (laughs) It's going down. So make sure you listen to how we undress all this mess on the Undress and Run podcast brought to you by Macy's. Now make sure you check out our personal Macy's picks by heading to Macy's.com slash the Undress and Run. And I want to talk about that whole VIP thing in life because we like to be VIP. We like to feel important. General population sometimes is not fitting. So Macy's is doing their super VIP thing starting on Tuesday. That's Tuesday, September the 28th, going all the way through Monday, October the 4th. You can get set for fall with Macy's VIP sale with an extra 30% off of designers. Now, L'Oreal, these are designers that rarely go on sale like DKNY, Mm -hmm. Riley and Ray, Inc., um, Calvin Klein, so much more. Plus, it's also a perfect time to stock up on your beauty. You know, the fall is about to hit. The colors That's have changed. Right. Your skin complexions change. So get you lighter. can go ahead and get that 15% <laughs> off of MAC brands. You know, the stuff you like. MAC, Marc Jacobs, Urban Decay, Laura Mercier, and so much more. But do not forget to use that VIP. You need that VIP promo code. And there are some exclusions that apply, but don't worry about it. We all good. What else is going on at Macy's? Listen, you know, fall is here. I love the fall. It's time for a fresh start, new beginning. You know, just like the trees when they drop the leaves. That's yes. what you're going to do. You're going to drop them old clothes and you're going to get into the new things that's going on at Macy's now. You can navigate through the gray areas because you can mix the shades of gray and get that all going. I love gray that's in my favorite, wardrobe. Girl. I always got to have me some gray. You can also come back down to earth with those deep rust and warm chocolatey brown earth Ooh. tones. We love those as well for the fall match with the season and what's going on. And last but not least, you can mix it up a little bit. And I feel like some people be scared to do this, but I am a proud believer in wearing bright colors whenever yes. you feel like doing a bright color thing. You know what I mean? So just throw it in there for a little spectrum of, you know, this trend for both men and women and uh, if you're not too sure about bold colors just yet you could try out bright accessories that's, Ooh, that's a, a good, good idea one, right mm-hmm. yes the now I'm gonna put y'all on 
<laughs> yeah, the accessory department at Macy's goes. Prices are amazing. And that's a good idea to go ahead and throw that pop of color in with your accessory. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, speaking of pop of color, it sounds like R. Kelly's going to be wearing a pop of color on the, um, Orange. On the jumpsuit for quite yeah. some time. Now, we've been listening. We've been following R. Kelly. He has been on trial for a while, fighting for his life. Right now, he's on trial in New York with one count of racketeering, 14 underlying acts that include sexual exploitation of a child, kidnapping, bribery, and sex trafficking charges. Now, that is a whole lot and a mouthful. There were eight additional counts of violating the Mann Act, which is a sex trafficking law. Now, we heard a zillion stories, horrifying stories from over 14 women and men who all testified against him throughout this trial. And uh, I think it was 40. Yeah, over 40. Mm. Over 40 men and women. It's been going on for about six weeks now. Several of those witnesses were victims enlisted as Jane Doe's um, necessarily. You know, this is a very high profile case and you want to make sure you can protect and respect all of those that are involved. So on Monday that just passed, after two days of deliberation, R. Kelly was convicted of being the ringleader to recruit women and underage girls for sex for decades. I mean, if y'all don't know decades, that's 10 years. And that's a plural. Mm. So disgusting. The jury was made up of seven men, five women. Obviously, the men are not here for it. Back in 2018, he was on trial then. I don't know if you guys remember. I know you remember, Lori. I remember. He was found not guilty on child pornography charges, even though there were videos, pictures and all that. Remember, he so did a now, song about it. Uh, listen, he did a lot not of songs. Guilty, if you listen to all his songs. Not guilty. Remember that? Yes, I do. And it was horrible. And we still went out. And I don't say we as in French because I didn't do it. But we as a people still mm-hmm. went out and supported his music. So now he is finally facing the consequences of his actions. His sentencing will take place on May the 4th. So that's uh, quite some time from now. But he is facing decades in prison. Now, an attorney for R. Kelly said that they are considering filing an appeal and are very disappointed with the verdict. Um, We're disappointed that you've been free this long. And I did see somewhere online that they were saying the minimal he could face this time. But they're saying 150 years to life or whatever the case. I don't know. He deserves every bit of that, though. And I don't feel like he's the only person that deserves to go to jail. I feel like... Absolutely not. The, right? The people that was sitting by, aiding and embedding him, like, I think that's also uh, an issue, too, because you sat by watching what happened to these girls. You did nothing. I heard that he paid off some of the parents to keep their kids. I didn't realize the parents was involved. But you like, know what, L'Oreal? This isn't the end. This is just one trial. He has one two more. One state. One This is just one trial, one state, 14 counts, racketeering, 10 years for each count. So we're talking about those sets of charges. And then he has to go to two other courts and go through trials yet again. So I'm confused as to like, yes, it took this long, but I also believe that it's because he's broke now. I feel like he was paying so many people to be quiet. I feel like he was paying to stay out of jail, stay relevant. Can we just talk about that for two seconds? Because the argument about do you play his music? How do you separate the two? I can separate the artist from the pedophile. What we don't realize or have failed to realize, the pedophile can only perpetuate his actions 
if he has support. Support That's is right. us playing his music, buying his music. That's how he gets money. That's how he's able to do what he does. So since we have had this whole um, shush R. Kelly, quiet R. Kelly, and the documentaries come out, a lot less people are spending it on their airwaves, are playing it on their streaming devices, buying his stuff. That disallows him to continue to do this. So I need the money to run out because right. I'm sorry. I need to protect my little girls. Yes, that's right. Beyond the music. And I'm tired of people with that. Like they do say that a lot, like separate the man and the music. Well, right now he's in the midst of what is going to. He's never paid for what he did. And I feel like that's a total different situation to somebody that's dead. And you're like, oh, OK, we're playing the music. No, we're still supporting him by playing anything. And I don't care if he's in debt. They're saying he's two million dollars in debt and then owes people about the country's million. in debt our deficit is crazy right. our, our, our credit rating in this country is horrible and that doesn't mean he's gonna pay towards his debts they're like his accounts are frozen this is that and the third but he's this was my thing he's written so many records for so many other people that it does not matter that you're just spending his stuff low-key we're still giving him money and support and i'm guilty of it too because some of the song like i know this is mr biggs I, i'll be playing mr biggs ronald osley and we know that r kelly wrote a lot of that stuff he wrote some michael mm -hmm. jackson songs like kelly all kinds of stuff it's like, we don't even know how we're supporting him, but we still are. And you have two artists in the past year that have featured a sample of his on their album, which is more money again. <sighs> this this topic frustrates me, L'Oreal. It is disgusting and ugh. Yeah, they said on. that he's still ghostwriting from jail, even though he can't write or read, um, but <laughs> go singing, I'm going to say. And he's selling records. You know, they even say Ronald Isley's new song, actually sounds like R. Kelly wrote it. And I wouldn't be surprised. It just saddens me, even the artists that still work with him, because this is beyond music and business. This is on a human level. Sex trafficking, children, like absolute children. Not they said even that, just you know, he got smart and was doing things on the borderline. So it would be 18 year old girls. And the way that they were trying to spin it in court was that they came on their own will. Like they walked into the house. They could leave when they want. They chose not to because they wanted to be with him. So a lot of people actually thought R. Kelly was going to get off again because of those things, because of the fact that these women, the way that they put it, stayed on their own will. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So um, speaking of another Kelly, this story is absolutely bizarre. Now, I personally know Kelly Price, and this is the last person I expected in the headline. So she was listed missing as a person, and then she reemerged days later. So the last time we heard from Kelly Price was on social media back in July of this year when she announced that she tested positive for COVID. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. So that was the last time you heard from her. And then last week, it was announced that Kelly Price had been missing and her friends and family hadn't heard from her. So there were speculations of her husband not being cooperative with her family. The sister right. did an interview. 
and was extremely concerned about not hearing from her. It's been crazy. Did you hear the brat um, live? Yeah, I was like so lost at how the brat even got involved. I, I understand Kelly Price reached out to her and uh, I guess a few of her other friends. My thing was, though, this, like, I love the brat, but why Kelly Price couldn't go on social media and be like, hey, guys, I'm fine. <laughs> like, she... Well, see, okay, well, she did it through her attorney who spoke out later and said that she is, in fact, okay. You she can't trust still, them, though. She's still recovering from COVID. Now, the fans, like you, are not having it. Yeah. And they want to hear from her, like Brad herself. So some of Kelly friends spoke out saying that they heard from her and that she's okay. Mia X came out and said something. So at the end of the weekend, Kelly Price did an interview with TMZ that provided additional questions. She put that she, wig on real quick. Since she listen, was like, <laughs> she said that she was never, ever missing, Lord. but she did tell the audience that she had flatlined before the doctors and nurses brought her back to life. So mm. apparently her medical situation was um, extremely strenuous and more than what I think others realized. She said she was recovering um, and avoiding family because she was going through COVID and those symptoms, which were really bad. Apparently she has not seen her sister since her mother's funeral. And she mentioned that her daughter was very impressionable. Now what that means, I don't know, cause one can speculate, but it sounds like it's some family drama that is attached to that. I think that's where Brat was coming from. Like, don't speak on the situation. There's so much more to it. Um, you but know, maybe she it, was genuinely concerned. And I will say, like, when people are not in the entertainment space, they don't understand how their panic can cause more panic, especially when you don't want people in your business like that. I feel like people that's not in the entertainment space don't realize, like, maybe she was genuinely worried. And like, why is a lawyer speaking on the behalf instead of my sister? She doesn't do stuff like that. Like, So you, th so you think it was necessary and Kelly should have spoken up and said something and like, or do you think it's something dirty in the water? I think it's a whole bunch of weirdness going on. But I, when you're going through COVID and uh, you don't want to talk to anybody, pretty much you go through your things and your your different moods with COVID, you get depressed. I feel like that's something that people don't really talk about. Also, because you're supposed to be alone. So you're isolated. I know me. I can't even have my dog around. So exactly. like being like that. But even even beyond COVID, though, like my frustration is the fact that we have to explain ourselves. She does not have to explain herself just because she's an entertainer. There's, unless she missed concert dates that people spent money for or, or jobs or a contract that she was, you know, in breach of. Don't celebrities deserve the opportunity to go off the grid and like be to themselves and not have to explain it to people and not check in like, lady, I'm grown. That's true. But if it's black Twitter news that like you ha have suffered from COVID and you literally disappear and they say you weren't doing but see good. that. See, that was the frustration because she didn't disappear. She did not disappear. The lady been breathing every single day. She had but COVID what I mean in July. By disappear is like you, you're not, you know, say um her family member, they're not speaking. Maybe they do mm -hmm. check up on her via social media. And the last thing you hear is that your sister is gravely sick 
you would try the most or try to do whatever. Maybe she tried to contact yeah, but go nobody social answered. media ain't the way. If I'm not, I'm just gonna tell you right now, you know, we on all the social medias. We got the podcast, the undressing room podcast, right. which is right here, presented by Macy's, and all the other jobs we have. So even if I was to go off the grid, which was which would be completely like fall off the map, like off not regular. You would not go to social media, L'Oreal. You would not. I mean, not. Uh, think about it. If this say I was trying to contact you for weeks at a time, you wasn't showing up to hear. Kobe didn't hear from you. Nobody heard from you. You get what I'm saying? Ricky ain't heard from you. But see, I, you're, you're, not going, you're not going to social media. I, not immediately, but we don't know what her sister been through to try to get in contact with her before this. All we know is what got national attention or, you know, in our, our space of national. Exactly. Uh, again, once you see it getting this big, simply... Put something out from your social media. Listen, guys, not feeling. I'm off the radar. Just let me be. That You get what I'm saying? Or call your sister yeah, and be like, but, calm I down, mean, sis. You're I doing had a up. dental surgery one time. You remember mm-hmm. at the beginning of this yes, year? Yes, I remember. I woke up. It was a week later. Like, when I was able to come to after having the surgery, being on medicine, all of that, it was literally a week later. Thank God I have friends that called my job, was like, hey, she's not doing well. But... They weren't going to be able to speak to me. No one could speak. To, I couldn't speak to me. I didn't even know who I was. Right. So all I'm saying is just, just because she's an entertainer, she's allowed to have regular people life experiences, which might mean I'm falling off the map. Yeah, I know. With my family, if somebody's trying to get in contact with me, they're going to do what they got to do, whether it's go on social media or whatever so the case, whether we're beeping or not. Yeah, but if you come to my house and I'm not answering the door... They said she wasn't mama house. That's what I'm saying. She's saying that the family did not hear from Kelly at all. That's what the I sister know, was but saying. See, th- th- that's what she said. This is all speculation. And that's my frustration. But what did she gain from this is what I'm saying. So if y'all think that she's doing it for clout or something like I what? I still don't know the sister's name or anything she got going on. So I don't think it's but necessarily. It's just messy. Keep keep the sister out. Keep the sister out. If you don't, I'm, you know me, I'm mad on all the Queen's men. So if you don't hear from me, call Blue. Blue got <laughs> That's call probably, Blue. but she did. She said she tried to call her husband and he was being funny. You know, so she thought, I, listen, see the, do you know how crazy people are nowadays, Eva, where husbands be burying their wives underneath the bed and acting like nothing ever happened? You no, know, that, especially you. with this news story that we've been hearing with the Which, uh, Gabby Petito. They were together. They were fiancés. They live together. And he comes back like nothing ever happened, just chilling without her. You know what I mean? So sometimes your mind will get the wondering, you know, and I don't feel like her sister's wrong. Maybe she went too far, but damn, Kelly, reach out. You went to TMZ. Why you didn't call your sister? Because everybody was tripping. Okay. Everybody well, was tripping. Okay, well, I want to talk about Gabby Petito and yeah. Mr. What is his name? Laundry, his, her boyfriend? Laundry. I think Brian Laundry is her, her boyfriend. Please give Beyonce. me the laundry list. Give me the facts, Ooh. the empirical data. Okay, let me tell you all about this story now. Gabby Petito, she was recently found deceased when she has said to been in a toxic relationship with her boyfriend, who is actually a suspect of her murder right now. She was reported missing um, and they found her body September 11th. Now, her boyfriend apparently came back September 1st without her after they did a cross country trip to go visit national parks. Now, in August, a passerby called police when they witnessed her boyfriend slapping her and proceeded to slap her while they hopped in the car and drove off. 
Now, when police arrived, there was reported that the two were in a heated argument that turned into a physical altercation, but neither of them pressed charges, claimed they were in love and engaged. Now, this was mm. clearly and obviously an extremely toxic relationship. But unfortunately, the police interaction didn't just end there. So they said, um, according to the National Correlation Against Domestic Violence, one in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. Now, some people in toxic relationships choose to stay due to anxiety and fear. And um, I believe that he didn't want her to work. He was very controlling of her from the stories that are being presented. And right now they're basically saying that his family may have something to do with hiding their son, Brian Laundrie. They said he was using her money. I believe she worked for Publix. He worked at Taco Bell or something That's like that. That's how they found him. Um, they charged him with uh, unlawful use of a, a, a card or something like that because she, she, he used her debit card or something. Yeah, he was using her debit card. She lived with his family, uh, his mom and dad and and him. So it's just these toxic relationships. I've been in an extremely toxic relationship. I know you have as well. I feel like we dealt with similar things when it came to a man putting their hands on and People, I often hear them be like, well, why would you stay? It's not like I'm like, oh, okay, I like getting beat on and let me stay here. It's the manipulation of your love for the person that nine times out of 10 keeps you there. In my case, I know that some people are scared to leave. I know that some people don't have anywhere to go. That also plays a factor into things. But when people are like, well, why didn't she just leave after he smacked her? If you were in a relationship and had a controlling, manipulative person, it's not the easiest thing. It's Well, it's a- the comments are coming from a different place. Like, it's mm-hmm. all about your mind state, right? right? So your perspective is your reality, and it's situational. So if you're coming from a very uh, logical uh, space where you are not around any of that kind of trauma mm-hmm. or any of that kind of a reality and something happens, then it is jarring. But yes. when you find yourself and the way you find yourself in there, because it doesn't start with just one slap across the no. face. It starts mm-hmm. very small and then it graduates. And when yep. it, by the time you realize it's graduated, you're so far in it. You're the, you don't know how to get out of it because you're ashamed because you still love the person and you know that them that doesn't do that. So there's Mm -hmm. that part that you're battling with, like, this isn't really them, but they're still doing it. And then it's the exit strategy. And then when kids come into play, when co-mingling of finances, when work comes into play, I mean, I think it's so easy to trivialize it and say like, Oh, just get out. But there's so much more to it. And so in much Gabri- more. her case, she was living with him and his family, like the the way they must most likely normalize or hit that kind of that culture of abuse. It's it. This is like I'm speechless. Me too. And the fact that uh, now you got dog, the bounty hunter that joined in on it. What and was that? What would well, he been in the news racist? Yeah, and and I do feel like he's trying to use this to get back in good graces of uh, certain people. I will say this. He did get some pretty legit tips that have them leading in a different kind of way. Social media, actually, they say helped found Gabby from she Mm. was documenting everything from their trip, their cross country trip. 
So when she just went off the map, everybody noticed because people were paying attention. They were able to, to ping yeah, back to where what she was, was going on. But I, I have to agree with you with that. It doesn't. It's not like we go on our first date and the person punches you in the eye. No, it's like you're legit. Like when I was dealing in my situation, and it's so crazy how like even controlling this person is. I opened up about it, and he actually tried to call me about it not too long ago and be like, "Why would you tell?" our business and i'm like truth my story my truth he's like you're exaggerating no i'm not nobody is gonna exaggerate about getting two black eyes nobody's gonna the most embarrassing stuff ever that you hide it it's something that you don't want to share so if i'm bringing it out it's obviously something that needs to come out of me because i went through it but i will say like uh like like you said it didn't start like i was with him for two years uh, before he really put his hands on me. You know what I mean? So after being with somebody two years, we lived together. He made me kind of dependent on him at this point. It's like, then you're sorry, right? You never did. Yeah, I never did this before. I, I'm never going to touch you again. I'm never going to. And you believed them because you loved the person. So like this woman loved, clearly loved this man. She stayed with him. The park ranger told her she should run. This is a toxic relationship. But if she's not listening to friends, and family, she's definitely not going to listen to the park ranger. And that it's park stranger, ranger, no, come on, like, let's be serious. But, you know, prayers go out to her family and friends. I hope they get the Absolutely. answer that they're looking for. And I hope that this guy, I, come on, we know it's him. I think he's going to kill. We know it's him. But if you are in a toxic relationship or you notice that there is someone that you love that is in a toxic relationship or things just don't seem right. Say something. Don't be afraid to say something, because as a person in it, it's a lot harder for me to say something. But if you say something, I might open up. So just be aware of those that you love and that are around you. And don't give up on your people, because I feel like some people be like she went back. So forget her. And it's just like it's hard, like like be like help in a way that you can, you know, like be don't what you would want someone to be to for be you. To you. Period. You're listening to the undressing room podcast presented by Macy's. Go ahead and check out our personal Macy's shopping page at Macy's.com slash the undressing room. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact we can honestly say they're not new to chicken they're true to chicken the mccrispy only at mcdonald's Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. today is very special because i have my good friend He is a scholar, he is a writer, he is an executive producer, he is an actor, and he is one of the stars of my brand new television show, All the Queen's Men. Please help me introduce the one and only Christian Key. Yes! Hold on, I got this too. Listen, I need that as a ringtone or like an alarm in the morning because I feel like I'm the president. (laughs) That intro is amazing. We believe in giving the flowers out on this show while we are still living and breathing and thriving. That's what we do. We give flowers, bouquets, and sir, you deserve an entire petunia, like a whole hydrangea tree. You get all the flowers. So L'Oreal, um, I'm gonna let you slide into this one because you've seen all the Queen's men. So yes, I've seen all the Queen's men. I seen you being grimy in there too, Christian. Like you, you, <laughs> you came in as the bad guy, 
And uh, I love that because Eva was there, the gangster one. And she definitely, I love this series. Let me just say, and I know you created a novel and then it turned into a, a series. Now, did you know when you was writing this novel that it was going to be this big? This It's billboards everywhere for all the queens, <laughs> man. It's the best show out right now. Did you expect all of this? I hope for all of this. I wanted all mm. of this. Um, I, I, I was hoping for, working for, and praying for all of this, and I'm glad it ended up being all of this. Um, being able to work with so many amazing people, amazing actors, um, beautiful, melanated folks, talented folks, people of color that, that deserve work, that need to be mm. working. So I was hoping it was going to be this amazing, and, and to be honest, it's even... It surpassed what I was expecting. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm really glad. And and to have a teammate like Eva, um, our madam on, on this. Oh um, my god, is incredible. Amazing. Cause she killing. Am I allowed to cuss on here? Yes, no. we go all the way. <laughs> no. Yes and oh, no. Okay, cause she she killing she killing everything. I, I'll try to I'll try to be mindful, okay. Thank but you. She is, <laughs> Literally killing it. So yeah, Eva, you played your ass off. I can, you can say ass. Listen, <laughs> I can't. I cannot take the credit though. Like I did my work and I brought my little parts to it. But baby, it was on the page. I tell Christian this all the time. I we did this not improv. We didn't make nothing up. Everything was on the page. This literally centers around women in power and unapologetic femininity. Like, how did you even come up with this, Christian? Decide that this was important enough like why do you even care enough you a big old delicious man why do you care about <laughs> making women look strong um because it's important because i feel like for, for way too many years it seemed like and felt like women had to ask permission to be great to have audacity to mm. to be brilliant to excel and it's like y'all don't need my permission you know and i and i, I my life was saved by an amazing black woman so i, I uh, my second adopted mother and so I, I've always had like a, a connection to black women and wanting to celebrate and support y'all. And, and because you, know, you are me and I am you, I came from a black woman. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, so that whole thing, but, um, yeah, just, just wanted to tell a story and tell it right. And then kind of switch it up a little bit. Like if you turn Atlanta upside down, mm -hmm. if you make a, if you made a magic city, but men are inside ah. and, and put a, 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 a boss, a boss woman, like a rock star black woman in charge of all of that. And not only that, that experience of Eden club Eden, but also like make her one of the, one of the dopest, potentially most caring, also potentially most dangerous people right. in the city and most, most, most powerful. I'm like, well, okay, I'd watch this. If my neighbor wrote the right. story at this point. So then yeah. how do we make it even better? Let's humanize the dancers. Let's let's make everybody valuable and not just eye candy. Um, and, and, and Madam is, I think pantsuits have went up uh, 400% because <laughs> Madam is killing. Let me see something. I'm actually, I have to do the uh, BET Hip Hop Awards. I'm wearing a pantsuit because I'm inspired by the pantsuits that Eva definitely <laughs> crushed in the series. Killers. I do want to say, well, what ladies That's Rayonda. That is Rayonda. Okay, mm -hmm. I need to holler at her probably to do the fitting and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, so let's talk about ladies, yes. right? So that that is the book. And um, how did mm -hmm. you 
prepared to even find out about these male review kind of shows because normally you see the women being sexualized, right? But you flipped it around, like you said, and you did like mm, yeah. the upside down version of like the Magic City. So did you have to do a lot of research for this? Did you know anybody that worked in this space that made you interested in it? Did you ever strip at a point in time in your life? I'm going to answer all of yes. those. Um, the Ladies Night came about because it, it it was a necessity. Um, I definitely consulted and interviewed probably like two or three dozen people over the wow. years. I've been working on this for 11 years. I started writing it in 2010. And um, because I had heard about Magic Mike and, I, and, you know, and it's not a slight because that, you know, that was what it was. And I'm happy for their success. But I didn't even watch it until after I had written mine. Because I was like, I want mm. a gritty, soulful I want a story with some old bay seasoning, mm. some slap your mama, some Laurie's on there, some Tony's on there. <laughs> I, want it, I, I want it seasoned. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and, and all of that. And then, and then, but also again, like we talked about Eva in preparation, I wanted to humanize the dancers so they're not just beefcake. So you, yeah. so you care about what's what happens at midnight when he puts his clothes on and goes home. What what is Doc up to now? You know, now that he's facing these circumstances, what's baby facing El Fuego? What's what's going on with Ant. I wanted to humanize them because again, that's going to make the story even better. So not yeah. only are the women just rock stars and just unapologetically feminine and just bold as possible and, and, and audacious, but the guys are, aren't just, you know, eye candy where if, if we're still in the current world of gentlemen's club, right. You know, a lot of times the dancers are just eye candy. Right. And, and so if you make them important, you make people love the story and, and fall in love or in like with them. So it was necessary. And I, I was dared a long time ago by an ex-girlfriend. She, she dared me to do it. She dared me to do it. Really? Do what? Okay. Strip. She, she and how did me. that work out for you? Um, I, pull, I, pull, I pulled up. I, I was like, do you, do you even know me? I will pull up and wreck shop. Like, are, are you kidding me? So I cut the sleeves off my trench coat, got me a little cowboy hat. I, this was, you did not. This, I sure did. This was back when I had like really long hair. So my hair was like down the bottom of my chest. He was Fabio. Um, dancing, dancing is exhausting. So when I, when I got tired, my go-to move was I'd take my little hat off and I'd whip my hair around because, you know, they throw more. Catch your breath. They throw more money. Yeah. Oh I my mean, God. And then, and that was it, but that would get more money. So I made about 700 bucks a half an hour. Oh, uh, nice. And I got, I got on, I got on out of there. It was successful, but it gave me a respect for the world mm -hmm. and an experience of the world. And I'm not ashamed. I'm, I am glad that there was no social media back then, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Because that would be everywhere. But Absolutely. I'm but Wait, you didn't have I'm a stripper name that sure. night? Like, did you come up with something that they introduced you as? But of course. What is what, what? I was Casanova. No wonder, Keys. Oh, my God. Oh, my they God. They were calling my house. They were calling my house for two months, like us, uh, casting over there. Like, bro, I told you last time, he'll live here no more. <laughs> yeah, he moved. He moved out. He moved out. Listen. They were trying to give me a full time job. 
<laughs> you'd as as you deserve. Instead, you decided to employ everyone else, every single department. Christian is executive producer. He's the creator of the show. He's the writer of the show. He is starring in the show. Higher. So, what was your favorite part about filming? Because you're so involved with every single part. Like at the end of work, Christian is at home writing, rewriting like it's always work. So what was like the best part of the entire experience? The best part for me was hands down being able to play a part in hiring other people that look like us. Mm. Um, talented black folks, people of color that may not have an opportunity. Like I didn't even know last year, Sky said he was washing cars for $13 wow. an hour. Now he's amped Parking on cars one of the hottest- Ballet. Yeah, that's crazy. And and now he's, you know, amp on one of the hottest shows in the country right now. And and, and in the world. If, I was going to say abroad. I, I say that. Yeah, abroad. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so you, you never know what, you know, how, how your blessing is going to bless everybody else. Um, so that that's probably my favorite part. But also just seeing y'all thrilled about something that I've, I've cared about this for 11 years. And to see, you know, mm -hmm. Eva... Um, as madam, I see to see our blue, our dime, um, Doc, Fuego, Midnight, Babyface, and everybody show up. Miss Patty, Dawn, the essential people, the the smaller roles, which aren't smaller roles. Everybody showed up and bought in and loved this. Yeah, like, Rashad like Ali. It was theirs. Oh, I love Rashad. And I yes. do. I think on, I think that's what's really cool about it because when I did look at some of the characters, I'm like, well, it seems like you gave a lot. It wasn't like you went for the clout. It wasn't like you're like, all right, who has the most amount of followers that I could just slide in there to get the good? It's like you actually went in and found who deserved it and, and the real talent out there. So basically, like, you're low-key, not saying discovering, because I'm pretty sure they were doing uh, some kind of acting before, but you're putting them on and in a situation where being able to look at and showcase for their talent and i think that's so dope opposed to the popularity contest that we see happening nowadays yeah that, that happens a whole lot and I'm, i've never been a big fan of it i get it you know sometimes you roll the dice if you have a a, a certain role that you want to you know have somebody that's gonna because they have some followers but I'm, I'm old school i'm 21 years in this acting i've been in love with she's been my mistress for a long time <laughs> And um and, and I will continue I to love on her and, and, and treat her good. And, and I had a baby. I, 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 yeah, yeah. We we had we had we, we got some babies. Whoa, hey. ding ding ding. <laughs> we we gonna keep having babies. I got I got shows after shows after shows and movies after movies, but I love the the work and when people show up and, and do the work, like to have Eva pull me aside on a regular basis on set, you know, or have her like poke her head up. And I, I give her the thumbs up. And let that, her know, I need you know, my that thumbs she, up. Crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, I'd be like, you killing it. Um, but just to have her, especially the, the captain of the ship, um, to be as passionate about this and locked in and excited, like not just, you know, okay, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But she is thrilled to do yes. this. And that yes. feels really good because she's as invested as I am. So I just had to add a little piece in here because we are absolutely only um, interviewing Christian right now. But you got to <laughs> let them know that we 
everyone read for this. So this was not given to anyone. Every oh, single no. Oh, no. person down to me, I read, I had to put myself on tape. They were like, let me, all right, try another scene. Okay, she can be gangster, but can't she be emotional? Okay, she can be oh, emotional, wow. but can't she be endearing? Like they made sure they were casting for the characters, not for yeah. the look. And and y'all did not yeah. give nobody nothing. No, Eva didn't. She didn't. She absolutely didn't receive a package in the mail. Like, oh, by the way, presentation, <laughs> madam. No, it it wasn't. It wasn't that at all. It was. It was. And matter of fact, someone of her stature could have been like, nah, I'm offer only. Even at this stage of my career, I, I get casting directors that are surprised that I'll I'll audition for stuff. I was like, you kidding me? I love this. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you messed up. Right? When you let me audition. I'm going to kick that I know that's I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to make some choices and have some fun. And you're going to know, I'm, I'm, if, even if I don't book it, I'm going to remind you that I'm cold with it. Exactly. So Eva did the same thing. And she showed up and she showed out and, and she earned it. And she was absolutely, you know, somebody specific like, hey, you know, would she be down to do this? Because it's a little racy. It's a little aggressive. Yes, this seems like something she would crush and kill. She auditioned and she earned it. And and the best person for this role got the job. That's fire. So Aww. you seem to have a pretty good relationship with Tyler Perry, right? And now he's uh, one of the producers on the show. Uh, how did you make mm -hmm. it? Because since this show is gangster, you got Eva has this so, such a gangster role. And I feel like with the Tyler Perry, they always kind of give him a little bit of backlash for those fighting scenes where it seems a little bit like, uh. Uh, and then it, it doesn't kind of connect the punch. You know what I mean? But with this, you she screamed gangster. So how did y'all make that happy medium where it wasn't too, too gangster for a Tyler Perry production, but it, it did what it needed to do for you? That was kind of easy. And matter of fact, if I'm allowed to say so, somebody accidentally really socked somebody with brass oh knuckles. Oh, my God. Thankfully oh, they... my God. Even you punched someone oh with the brass knuckles? Keys, you're breaking the fourth wall. Oh my, I did not love, mean Love you, mean it. We were just love rehearsing and I kept trying to tell him, like he has a, a pronounced nose and I kept trying to tell him like, don't follow me. Just stay, keep your head over here. And you know, I, I swing, swing. We from the hood, we were fine, but you know, we got a little bit of hands. I did not mean to, I cracked his nose. His eyes started water. I they had to like, I had to go sit on the side to get my spirit together because the Sunflower Eva was like, oh my God, oh my God. I felt so horrible. But I think yeah, we should Roman press charges stopped. on you, Eva. This sounds dangerous. Uh -uh, he signed the con no, he signed the contract <laughs> and he decided to do his own stunts. We're not doing that. Oh, so you nope. shook him down after that. You took that character to head, huh? You didn't listen. Oh my God. And I think that is it too, because we we are so sold out to Eden, to all the Queen's men, to everything that is Marilyn DeVille and our men that yeah. we there there was no like all right cut like cut for camera's sake but we're always in character like always mm -hmm. every dancer to the point where we call midnight midnight the man's wow. name is Jeremy but the man's <laughs> name is midnight now like that's who we are so I I didn't mean to hit that man Christian yes I'm you so did sorry. yeah no, it's 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 happened. I've done it. Um, oh, you hitting people I've, I've too, Christian? What is going on with y'all? I've a I've accidentally <laughs> done it too. Like I was I was in a fight scene with this dude. He's like six five, three thirty, three hundred and thirty pounds. So he's one hundred twenty pounds heavier. I'm not a small person. I'm two ten, yes. six foot three, 
And this guy's a, a, a human Durango. Like he's a, he's a <laughs> the guy's enormous. And so we're in a fight scene and he accidentally, like he punched me about 30 or 40%. He was supposed to pull, pull the punch a little short. He hit me with that whole lunchbox hand of his. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh... cut, cut. I, I, I said cut. I wasn't even directed. <laughs> I was like, cut, hold the, hold the hell on, man. Let me get my, get myself together. And then later on, you, um, you know, when, when I, when I started w- winning the fight, I didn't mean to, but mm-hmm. I, I did something. <laughs> I think I headbutted him or something and maybe elbowed him or something and got him down. And in the middle of it, he's like, you're choking me for real, Keith. You're choking me for real. And I was like, hey, my bad, my bad. My bad, my bad. That's called, pay- so it, that's called karma. <laughs> yeah, that's that because I couldn't feel the side of my face. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. I couldn't feel my Listen. face. Listen. That, so that's it happens. what you get, sir. It happens. So, yeah. That's hilarious. That okay, so you're the concierge, right? And you tell Eva what it is, and this is what it's going to be, right? So uh, how was that for you to also, you're directing, you're starring. Is that, a, like, how did you balance all of that at once? Um, I think it was a perfect fit because the concierge is, um, he's an essential role, but it's not an enormous role. So I could concentrate on rewriting something if they need something re- rewritten. If they needed an alternate uh, phrase or saying or something or something wasn't working or whatever, or if they needed a whole scene rewritten at night after we had done 12 or 14 hours. All of that. Yeah, yeah right. all of that. So um, so I wanted I wanted, I wanted, to be involved because I, I believed in it and I felt like, okay, this we really got something magical here. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't want to set myself up with something that was going to take so much away from me um intellectually so that way I, I needed to be present for my cats for if Eva needed an all she'd be like hey so listen I love this but is there another thing that I can say here because I feel like she might not say this or she would say that and I'd be like you know what what do you think boom and let's you know let's go there yeah and it, it just worked and I love the concierge because he's so calm yes some stuff that we shot didn't make it in oh. I hope that we get to explore that part um in season two next- or three. Uh, I know that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's 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 absolutely I, I, I like the character because he's very much so he matches the dynamic yes. of, of Eva Eva. He's mysterious, but also like he gets stuff done. Um we're gonna find out what kind of stuff he gets done. Ooh. But I think when you when you have somebody as as amazing as a character like Madam you have to her adversaries Balance and her it. suspected, yeah, her suspected allies, somebody who could be an ally. You got to make sure that they're they got to be as cold as right. I or almost right. And you brought it for sure. Cold. Yes, you were. <laughs> like I must say, because you know, you see if you've seen the show, which I you guys all need to see now. Amazing. But if you haven't seen it mm-hmm. yet, you know. I'm in a lot of the scenes, and so there's a lot of dynamics, and people are moving. But when Christian and I were on that set together, that it's like everything stopped, everyone stopped because the dynamics. It was just, it was so much passion and just truth and just oh, in that energy. The energy was literally tangible in that space. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely. Yeah. I can't amazing. wait to see. Can't wait to see where we go, where we take the, those moments. I have some ideas. I've submitted some ideas. 
um, for season two and three. Um, not that it's officially announced or anything. Sounds like it is. It. Mm-hmm. Just claim. Come on, come on now. Just claiming it. Just claiming it. it. Now, I know you're busy and you have a lot going on, but before we wrap this thing up, Christian, you always are at work, like always. Even part of our shoot, he is shooting another show. Can you please just give for the people that love Christian Keys and everything that you touch, what other projects do you have in the works right now? What can we be looking forward to? Um, by the grace of God, I am booked and blessed. So, um, we just finished shooting the the season three of The Boys on Amazon Prime. Ah, yeah. It's crazy because it's one of the one of the biggest yes, shows and yes. sci-fi shows on earth. Um, and that's a blessing. We are supposed to be going back in to shoot season six of Saints and Sinners, which I love because hey. Levi is fun. <laughs> Levi, to, uh, you are everywhere. <laughs> Yes. Levi was my first series regular, so I was like, "Yo, this is that was big, big." What's big, that? Still is, I love it. And and then um, season four, the rookie. Um, that's I think those episodes nice. dropped this week, and and I, I'm in there somewhere as well. Ooh, where do it's, you it's, sleep? It's a good season. He don't. I don't. <laughs> that's why he walk around in a robe because he don't sleep. I'm surprised the man got clothes on. I, I walk. I walk around in a very a uh, uh, merlot purple-ish, um, all the Queen's men. I like Bordeaux. Listen, we are not going to keep you any longer, Mr. Keys, but I would be remiss if I did not have you here in the beginning of the fireworks of all the Queen's men. You are a star. You are a saint and a sinner. You are the man <laughs> hey. providing jobs and representing the community in a way. We say do it for the culture, but you are doing it for the culture. Thank you. Thank you, yes. the one and only Christian Keys. And listen, if, if Madam needs a little sister, you know, like I'm I'm right here. <laughs> a, a higher listen, gun. You seem like you'd be a higher gun. Or that you too. Pull up, shoot, and <laughs> you feel like you you pull up, you pull up. That's me. I'm and then just I'm gonna be like Keisha <laughs> from uh New Jack City. So I could be her yeah. I'll be her backup, backup to blue. So thank you. Rock a bye, baby. <laughs> Rock bye, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Amazing. Good luck with everything. Can't wait till season two and uh, more billboards in these streets because y'all are definitely everywhere. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Love Thank you, Keys. I'm going to see you on set, bro. Yes, ma'am. See you soon, love. <laughs> Let's go. I just love Christian Keys. Don't you love him? So fire. Amazing. I'm so glad that y'all linked up for this project. Can't wait to see it turns into more because everybody that I know and spoke to about the show said that they literally watched it in one seating, binged every day. <laughs> Some of them got a job, so that make a lot of sense too. But, you know, they were able to, <laughs> they was able to have that amount of time to just sit down and, and knock it out. And it's so good. Every time I have a second, I'm like, let me finish up this episode let me you know so congratulations eva and i can and always Christian. tell because you get on my instagram thank you <laughs> i can always tell when you watch the episode because she hit me up like yo yeah <laughs> your looks alone on you there like, you like the fashion fire fire all right l'oreal you know this is that uh real fun part where we uh-huh. go ahead and undress the final question now well, this <laughs> this one is a little petty i must say and okay. This is one instance where the man might be right in this situation. Nah, I don't believe that. (laughs) Demetria Lucas. This comes from a woman in Los Angeles. She puts on Instagram. My fiance wants to have a wedding 
and I don't. I want a small ceremony. She wants to use $16,000 that I have saved up for a home for emergency funds. And I already spent $3,000 on a ring she wanted. And that was from my savings. We cannot seem to come to a compromise. Now, I am willing to spend $5,000. That's it on the wedding. Okay. And she says that that is not enough. What can I do? Now, what Make can it enough. you do when you cannot seem to agree on the wedding stuff? Because this is a very telling time. If you're not going to agree on the wedding stuff, how are you going to agree on anything else in the relationship? Because uh, to my understanding, relationships, marriage and all that, it's a lot of compromise involved up in there. It ain't all about what you want to do or what I want to do. It's about what we want to do together. Now, uh, I do feel like the person is being selfish saying, oh, I want the wedding. Like, this, uh, the other person is planning for your future. This is somewhere you're going to live, somewhere you're going to be. This is a wedding is a party ultimately. So if these people want to celebrate you, $5,000 should be more than enough. Make it small, make it a wedding cookout. I don't know, but there's plenty of things that you can do that can still be nice. That doesn't have to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, especially when you're not making hundreds of thousands well, of dollars. Well, see, ding, ding, ding your bell because that is my point. You have whatever you want to have, but have the means to have it. Right. So if you want a big extravagant wedding and you, you got big it. extravagant money, right. and you got a daddy that's ready to cut a big extravagant check, then go ahead. But the reality is, how are you going to spend what you don't have, for one? And like you said, it's a party. If you cannot compromise what to do on that one day for a few hours that you will slightly remember, what are you going to do for decades and decades on end trying to figure out decorate your home what school do the kids go to what sports do they play what's more what important we, i mean you you have a lot more decisions than putting this little party together so i agree and I also advise. why don't you do something small and plan for a bigger wedding later on y'all gonna be together forever you it's have a plenty whole of time. pandemic though l'oreal like i'm sorry and that's the old tweet I mean, there's festivals and more stuff going on right now, so we can't even talk crap about them because yeah, if they vaccinated, got their mask on. They or are, whatever. but I also have a girlfriend who just was flying out to go to a wedding in a small town where everybody is not vaccinated or wearing masks. The entire town is sick. The wedding is now cut off. There mm. are COVID little stations in every little parking lot in the town. So there's also that. You don't have a whole lot of money and there's also a pandemic and you're saving for you. You don't have a house. So save for that. Yeah, they're making me mad. You could rent a Airbnb space where y'all could just go and with your families have somebody from the family cook that know how to cook. You supply the food. It's always that. Auntie have your nieces and nephews serving. Life. You get what I'm saying? Like I make knew. it make it something. Five thousand. You can do a lot with if you're creative. You go a long way. Come on. Just be creative. Like these people don't have to come for full meals. This Be is not Ruth Chris. You do hors d'oeuvres. You get what I'm saying? You have mm -hmm. a mixed drink that you put together, some little cheap champagne for them to cheers with, and that is that. Some some flowers that are about to be Boom. done. You get what I'm saying? Like the, you can get them on sale. Like, what are you doing?
She's doing too much and um, keep your man in your relationship and your money in your pocket, sis. Now, that was our final she question. If you want us to undress your <laughs> final question, be sure to go ahead and follow us. Slide on over to Instagram and follow us at The Undressing Room Podcast and then go through the DMs and slide in for a chance to be featured. You are listening to The Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's. Log on to theundressingroompod.com for episodes and links to our personal Macy's shopping page. Goodbye for now. Bye. The Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's is an Urban One Reach Media production hosted by the one, the only, even Marcel and L'Oreal. Executive produced by Kobe Cole Tyner. Associated producer Alexis Felder. Editing and production by Dunkus. Sales and corporate partnership, Josh Romani. Michelle Marino and Kadisha Campbell. Research, Lori Hall Flowers. Digital marketing, Sam Styers, J.R. Davis, Aaliyah Foss, and Tim Hall. Digital creative, Alvin Francis. Content provided by MadamNoir.com, Bossom.com, and HipHopWire.com. Stay connected at TheUndressingRoomPod.com. See you at the next episode.